Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome friends back to another r slash pro revenge video. Why don't you be a real pro here and hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said our first story of the day is by Pyro AR15, The Battle of Snow, Revenge is Best Served Cold. I live in New York City and park my car on the street as most people do. I had a Mustang GT and we were supposed to get a blizzard. I parked my Mustang in front of a driveway and behind is another car. We got like 15 to 18 inches of snow. I expected to have to dig my car out and the front to be dug in from the driveway. The person who owns the driveway in the house decided to hire day laborers and remove every snowflake from not only the driveway but his front and backyard and dumped it all on my car. It took me 90 minutes just to get to the door. As I was digging out, he comes out and laughs and says, Yeah, I hired a few guys to remove snow and didn't think they had a spot for it. I was so mad and ready to fight, but my friend decided he had a better idea. We rented a Bobcat skid steer loader and waited for the night. At around 11pm, we went out, dug out every car on the block, and took all the snow, dumped it in front of the driveway on the city property, and packed it. The snow hill must have been 10 feet. Next morning, I was hanging out by my car waiting for him to exit and I replied with, I didn't have any other place to dump the snow at. The hill was there from February till mid-June. Once it froze, it took forever to melt. He essentially wasn't able to drive out till it melted. Years later, haven't seen him do that to anyone else again. If somebody went and intentionally buried your car under snow, would that be enough for you to literally go get a shovel and start shoveling it right back onto their driveway? Maybe pack it down and pile it on as hard as you could? Or would you rather just shovel yourself out and try to park somewhere else in the future? Let me know about you guys in the comments down below. Our next story is by Sour one making my cousin a laughingstock with the pressing of a button. So, I have a cousin who's overly entitled. I'm talking the self-proclaimed gem of the family entitled. Never been told no for as long as I've known her. Anyhow, she knew I recently came into some money and figured she deserved a share. She calls my cell and basically demands a share. I laugh and tell her not a chance. I thought that would be the end of it, but no. She goes off on me big time, saying the most ridiculous entitled crap I've personally witnessed that she'll get our parents to force me to give her money, how she'll get me disowned from our family, etc. But she didn't know I have an app on my phone which records all calls. I had some legal issues in the past regarding family, so I decided it's best to always have a recording of calls. The ones that are innocent, I always delete. So I send the recordings to a tech-savvy friend and asked him to install a small speaker onto a picture frame which is connected to a button. I get a picture of my cousin and place it in the frame. I put it up on my apartment wall with the button beside it, so now anytime someone wants a laugh, they can just push the button and listen to her 45 second over-entitled outburst. It's kind of become the funniest thing and every time people come over, they just have to push the button just to get a laugh. This is one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, 
Is that a healthy way to deal with it, or is that actually a very unhealthy way to deal with it? Like, it's kind of great that they're using it to get laughs out of it and stuff. You know, make light of the whole situation, but at the same time, they also got a picture of their cousin, put it in a frame, and put a button on it. I just, I can't decide if this is just too much. This next story is by Tell Me and Username. You humiliate my friend for being short? Too bad you got a small Johnson. As the title says, I have a short friend. He's 1.60 and I don't know how much that is in inches, but it's pretty short and he struggled with it for a long time and was super insecure about it. He's one of the coolest and funniest people I know and super extroverted around us. But the second someone new is around, he switches and becomes super shy and quiet and it takes him time and trust to get to see his other side. Anyway, he worked so much on it, and I mean so, so much, and has come a long way in understanding his height doesn't define him, accepting himself and being more open and outgoing. Before you say anything, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being introverted, he just feels like he was introverted because of his height, and now he tries to explore other possibilities. I'm super proud of him. A while ago, we were at a party, me, him, and some other friends, and really, it was a small party. Only like 30 to 40 people, so we kind of knew everyone in there. Feeling like this was a good opportunity, my short friend mustered up the courage at some point and went to dance. I don't really know what happened, if there were any other words said or something, but this guy started laughing at him, for guess what, and picked him up, like literally threw him over his shoulder and my friend lost it, started crying and hitting the guy in the back while everyone around laughed and it sucked to see. I don't know how else to put it. Me and some friends got in there, we almost fight with the guy and his friends, and all ended up with us leaving. Last night there was another party, at which my friend didn't come but the rest of us went. It was fun until we saw the jerk who picked him up and we got kinda quiet. It killed our whole mood. The night became one of those chill nights where you stay in the corner and talk stuff with your friends while everyone parties. At some point we were talking about the incident when a girl told us she heard he had a small Johnson. Like really small. Look, to his credit, she said she never saw it. But she heard of it and he has small Johnson energy anyway. I can't really remember exactly what we said, but we were laughing hysterically and he was so obviously hurt about it. It was hilarious. We were laughing so hard. I know at some point someone picked up one of those fish crackers and said, Yo, you dropped this and we all lost it. It didn't even make sense. Everything was just so freaking funny that it didn't have to. Well, if anybody argues that anybody's in the wrong here for laughing at that guy, they understand that it's totally fair because the same could have been said about what the guy did to OP's friend initially, but they decided to play it up and ham it up and totally mess that person up emotionally just for laughs. Our next story is by Shiba Was Talking. Force me to deploy? I'll kill your career. Let's go back a few years. I was a combat engineer platoon sergeant. We had recently gotten a new company commander who thought his crap didn't stink. My first interaction with him was when I got back from running an M240B range where I was told he wanted to speak to all leadership immediately in the conference room. Well, it took him three hours for him to arrive and despite first sergeant calling many times, 
he insisted we stay. The entire meeting was him bragging about himself and saying that he was trying to get the company slotted for a deployment to the Middle East as well as how excited he was to go. I spoke up and basically said he's an idiot but with more words which ended the meeting and got me a stern talking to with thinly veiled threats. This captain had been in for 15 years and never once deployed. That takes effort and a lot of figurative Johnson sucking. He only wanted to go now because he was up for major. It turned out Brigade had a mission and asked for volunteers. Captain Idiot volunteered me to go despite knowing I had gotten married a week earlier. I made it very clear I did not want to go to the higher ups. I was told it was between myself and the captain. Well, a month out, my sister-in-law ended things immediately after she miscarried at 33 weeks. Found them both in the basement of their house. Well, Captain Idiot didn't care. No leave, and I was still to leave about a week after the funeral. Screw him. I walked in to talk to the command sergeant major and was immediately dropped from the deployment. But the captain was so far up the battalion commander's butt that nothing happened to him. After about eight months later, Captain Idiot got his wish. Headquarters platoon and one other was slotted to deploy. Of course, because I had the most combat experience and most deployments in the platoon, he naturally decided that's why my platoon should go. Now, in order to deploy, you first have to go to a month-long field exercise where you're graded on performance. This generally applies to the higher levels of leadership. By this time, I was just pissed. So I got my squad leaders together and improvised a few missions. First, everyone was to follow the captain's instructions as literally as possible no matter how dumb, and not to give any advice. This led to us getting absolutely destroyed in training, which was glorious. Secondly, and most importantly, was the psychological aspect. So this idiot commander would go to bed nightly at 2100, no matter what. In the deserts of California, you can find all sorts of creepy crawlies to slip in a sleeping bag while sprinkling juice on his uniform. They'd also periodically hide some of his gear or render his rifle inoperable, so for days this went on. Poor guy slept very little because I ensured his tent was set over the top of a beehive. These bees hated any vibration and loved juice. The idiot never realized why he was constantly getting stung. As we were to be falling under a new brigade, I had to go meet the higher ups and wouldn't you know it, the colonel we were set to fall under turned out he had been my first company commander who I got along great with. I pulled him aside and called up my squad leaders where we basically told him Captain Idiot was going to get someone killed, pointed out his erratic behavior and the overall poor performance. Needless to say, he was quickly relieved of command, career killer, and sent back to work in an office where he belonged. You just kinda hope that this person putting out these big expectations and rules and whatnot, you hope they get caught in their kind of chest puffed out, demanding soul. And our final story of the day is by Jamshack, don't freak with the valets. For some backstory, I worked as a valet in a small coastal city in college, and the restaurants I worked for were very popular for both locals and tourists. We'd generally be busy year-round, but as the restaurants are both waterfront, spring-slash-summer-slash-early-fall are our peak seasons, per se. Combined, the restaurant can seat around 400 people at any given time. 
and can usually turn over about 2,500 seats on a busy weekend, but the parking lot can only hold about 60 or 70 cars at a time, which isn't much at all. That's why I, the valet, am there. We have about 25 to 30 designated valet spots. Used to have double that amount, but I digress and are really good about utilizing all of them efficiently so we can park as many cars as possible, thus getting many quick tips as possible. Being that the valet spots are kind of in a weird spot, but really close to the restaurants in our stand, and there aren't any signs that say valet only, we usually show up a bit early and cone the spots off, so people know they aren't there for self-parking. Now, most people see the cones and recognize those spots are pretty clearly not available. But sometimes people are so dumb slash such jerks that they'll move on from the cones and park in our spots anyways. Disclaimer, there's a parking garage for overflow parking, but people don't particularly like using it. People do this pretty regularly, and we're usually pretty cool about it. One of the valets will normally just walk up to them as they're parking and tell them that the spot's reserved for valet, and they'll usually comply. Obviously, this was not the case yesterday, or I wouldn't be writing this right now. While we were in full swing last night, some D-bag is not a hundred feet from me moving a cone so he can try to sneakily take one of our spots. I was talking to a customer, so I wasn't able to immediately go tell him not to park there. After finishing up, I walked over to D's car as he was getting out and immediately knew I had encountered this exact guy trying to do this exact stuff before. After this encounter, I knew revenge was going to be necessary. Our conversation went as follows. I said, hey man, I'm sorry, but these spots are for valet only. That's why we have the cone set up. If you'd like to self-park, you can park in this main lot, pointing to full lot, or in the parking garage. D says, but there's nowhere to freaking park in that lot, and I don't want to park in the parking garage. You guys always do this crap to me. So if I valeted, I could just park here? That's BS, bro. I'm parking here whether you like it or not. I was pretty taken aback and basically just walked away, not wanting to get into a fight over a parking spot. I knew it was time this guy learned his lesson. Now, I don't have the authority to tow his car or give him a boot, and I wouldn't anyways because I'm not a jerk, but my power is in pure numbers of cars I have access to. Luckily, he did this at about 8pm. I contractually only have to be there until 10pm, at which I can park the remaining cars inside certain places and then leave the keys with the bartenders inside. Most nights I would stay there to get the tips, but tonight I was dropping the keys. Conveniently, D had parked in the area where we move cars to before we drop the keys. My plan, use the valeted cars to block D in and then leave with him having no way of leaving until the cars around him left. There was one car that would be particularly important, the one directly in front of him. I had that special car for that spot. It was owned by a restaurant employee that I knew wouldn't be off until 2 a.m. Perfect. I maneuvered all the cars around him in a way that didn't make me look like I was intentionally blocking him, but in a way that had made it look like I had no other choice. Everything fell into place perfectly, and I could already feel a justice chub starting to form. I went inside to drop the keys and explain to the restaurant manager what happened and my revenge. She loves us and she said she'd 100% have our backs, which I figured she would. I told her to text me and tell me how everything played out. This is the text I received last night at around 11pm. The guy just came up to me pissed. 
He said there was a car blocking him from leaving and that it needed to be moved immediately so he could leave. I try to explain that you guys have to put cars there before you leave and that you even told him not to park there. I guess that made him mad so he started raising his voice at me. Bar manager saw and told me that he'd been drinking for a while, which I assumed from the beginning. I told him that I couldn't, for liability reasons, allow him to drive home since he'd been drinking. He got really pissed because he lives 40 minutes away, but ended up taking an expensive Uber ride home. She told me she slipped in the argument that he was going to get another ride, whether he liked it or not. I mean, this is kind of what that guy deserves. Reserved parking is reserved parking, especially if it's cordoned off by cones. So this guy kind of willingly involved themselves in the wrong spot, and it really didn't end up paying at all because... They really just wasted their time and money. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.